first of all, I would say even the commodity robusta that India has is is quite good. It's better yeah, than man. the commodity robusta that's yeah. that's grown in in many parts of the world. So I think India has this somewhat natural advantage in in that respect. And now with you know uh, focus on processing and different processing methods, you know people people are coming up with robustas that have you know interesting and and you know pleasant taste profiles. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward, friends. I'm your host Lee Safar. This and this is episode four of our five part series on the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward, and we're talking with Matt from Blue Takai in India. And Matt, in this episode, we're going to talk about commercial coffee brands versus specialty coffee brands in India compared to other markets. So tell us, give us a landscape of what it's like in India. So I think India is still quite dominated by commercial brands, but the uh-huh. difference is that in India they're positioned as as premium. So like I would say right now, Starbucks is the most premium coffee brand and one of the most premium coffee brands in the minds of most most right. consumers. Uh, even though I, you know, the coffee that they serve is not really, you know, to different than, than than the coffee we serve. Uh, <laughs> That's very uh, diplomatic, <laughs> sir. It's uh it's different. <laughs> but but uh, and I think it's it's mostly because of the brand like in Indian people still ascribe a lot to international brands. So even like Costa or Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Ouch. Uh Tim Hortons has now come Oh, you hurt uh, my heart. <laughs> Pret Manger, <laughs> uh, all of these places that are, you know, uh, yeah, seen as as very premium in India, but would not be considered premium in kind of the, the home markets. Right. Um, and so I think that's sort of a uh, an interesting position of where where the, the the market is right now. And I think actually, I mean, for us personally, we think that's fantastic. Uh, if all of like if if Starbucks is, and they're doing quite well, if if they can grow and 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 kind of get people drink from from whatever they were drinking before to start drinking Starbucks at the That's price the point they're way. charging, yeah, we can. Uh, I mean, our, we, we we charge less than Starbucks, so we can uh, offer what we argue is a, a superior product, and and it's much easier to convert those people. Um, so I think. It, it, and, and and also India's at a point where it's starting to have more prominence. Uh, mm. So now all brands are, are 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 thinking that India is going to be the next China. So everybody wants to wants to come in here. Um, and so I expect more more international brands to come. On the on the specialty side, it's still quite fragmented. Um, there's you know us. Um, there's another brand called Third Wave, uh, but most of the other brands are kind of only limited to one city. Mm-hmm. Um, they cater to sort of one 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 geographic area, um, and there's a lot of kind of standalone specialty shops. Um, and and what's been really encouraging to see is that over the last you know five five years now you can go to basically any any city anywhere, not just the big cities. But there'll be at least a few cafes that are serving good quality coffee. So uh, it's been really, really amazing and really encouraging to see kind of that transition happen compared to when we started to to where we're at now. And mm-hmm. just to see the the sort of increase in availability and appreciation for that. Is it similar? Like here in Australia, there's no Wi-Fi in any of the cafes. There's no outlets either. So 
we we encourage conversation, we encourage community, we encourage people to meet each other and like come to cafes and do the cafe thing. This is a very, very well-established coffee drinking culture in Australia. When I lived in America, it's like walking into a library when you go into a cafe. Everybody's on their laptop, everybody's working, that's their office. And this was way pre-COVID. Yeah. What's it like in India? It's a mix of both. It's a mix of both. Uh, we do have lots of people using cafes as their office. Uh, um, but at the same time, India is, I would say, more of a, a communal society than, mm -hmm. than most places. So yeah. their coffee shops are still very social places. Um, and, and you'll have, you know, like we've, we've done surveys and other surveys have been done where like the number one reason why people go to coffee shops is to meet meet friends. Oh, so, awesome. Uh, it's still, um, it's still, I'd say a healthy mix. Um, the, the people who end up working from the cafes are there almost every day. So that's sort of, uh, you know, though they occupy yeah. a seat for an extended amount of time, they're very loyal and, and, and regular customers. And so, um, we have, we have outlets in all the cafes and we provide Wi-Fi. We, we, we definitely don't discourage people from, from working out of that. Robusta is, uh, is vastly grown across India. And I, I'm not a hater of Robusta at all. I have been thoroughly impressed by the Robusta that I've drunk over the past 12 months in a lot of different places. Um, but when we're looking at the difference between specialty and uh, commercial markets, uh, I had Starbucks coffee at WCC. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, let's just pass on giving any comments about what it tastes like, but it's more expensive, you're saying, than the Blue Takai coffee. And I had probably three cups from Blue Takai um, in in one go and the coffee was exceptional. Are you guys selecting the coffee based on variety? Of Are you se selecting it on, like, is it just Arabica that you guys are serving? Is it how how are you how are you going about that compared to what the commercial it's, market's doing? Uh, so it's predominantly Arabica. We have mm -hmm. over the last couple of years tried to uh, launch single estate robustas, mm -hmm. um, and I think you know like there's a lot of work that's going into that. The coffee, first of all, I would say even the commodity robusta that India has is is quite good. Is better yeah, than man. the commodity robusta that's yeah. that's grown in in many parts of the world. So I think India has a somewhat natural advantage in, in that respect. And now with, you know, uh, focus on processing and different processing methods, you know, pe people are coming up with robustas that have, you know, interesting and, and, you know, pleasant taste profiles. Friends, World of Coffee Dubai is back in 2024. And I am proud to announce that the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward will be the official podcast partner for World of Coffee Dubai for the second year in a row. The Roasters Village will be a one-of-a-kind destination for all things coffee. As an exhibitor, introduce your artisanal roasts to an international audience and gain valuable insights from their perspective. Visitors, immerse yourself in the celebratory coffee culture experience by sampling exclusive cups poured with passion from cafes worldwide and absorb insights that will 
elevate your own appreciation of all things coffee. Whether you brew coffee or just love savoring a fine cup, this event gathers the global coffee community under one roof in an amazing city. Join us at World of Coffee Dubai in 2024 at Dubai World Trade Center from the 21st until the 23rd of January. Tickets are available at dubai.worldofcoffee.org or you can contact us on social media for any questions that you might have at mapforward.coffee. Get your tickets now, folks. Come see the podcast being recorded live and we hope to see you in January in Dubai for World of Coffee. Mm -hmm. It hasn't yet reached the point where people are are preferring that. Still people are preferring more more robust, or sorry, Arabicas. Um, And I think actually there's sort of an interesting kind of split that's happened in, in specialty in India is that you know, all these new fancy processing methods have come fairly recently to India. So mm-hmm. uh, in the past, people, all natural processed coffee was called cherry. And that meant that they would just take whatever was left over from the pickings, put it out on the yard, let it dry. And that was sold at a very cheap price because it was, you know, lower quality coffee that was being naturally processed. Wow. It was, it's only been in the last, I would say, four or five years that sort of, uh paying attention to the processing of natural coffees uh, and then, you know, picking ripe cherries, drying it properly on raised beds. Now, then now there's all of these fancy fermentation, uh, you know, uh, carbonic maceration and this Mm. fruit fermentation and this fermentation, those have become quite popular, but they apply. I mean, so they're interesting really only to kind of like a niche segment. Uh, the majority of of people coming to our cafes are just looking for a, a better quality product. They don't necessarily know that it's specialty or or you know that they don't they don't like the, the flavor notes and all of that. They just know that it tastes better. Um, ah. And so for them having a, a you know if, if if we serve them one of these fancy fruit fermentation coffees, they would hate Too it. Much. Like they, they they would spit it <laughs> spit it out. Uh, even even uh even um well my partner she like she she just doesn't like those coffees like it just is like that just doesn't appeal to her she would rather she likes light roast washed coffees uh and so uh i think it's an interesting kind of time that these these fruit coffees have become and and basically they sell out very quickly because there's just Mm -hmm. so much pent-up demand for them but it it doesn't really appeal to the majority of the coffee drinking population so we try and uh, uh you know have a fine line between our offering that we have enough products that cater to the sort of the niche specialty crowd while also having uh, enough products that also appeal to a wider population because for us the goal is to get more people drinking better quality coffee no matter how they like to drink it so if you like these fruit coffees we have you covered if you want a nice you know balanced uh, washed coffee we also have you covered there and when it comes to sugary drinks excuse me when it comes to the sugary drinks, because I uh, in places like the UAE uh, and in Saudi, sugary drinks are like the hallmark and signature drinks yeah. are the hallmark. Uh, what is it like in India? Yeah, that's also the case. Uh, so uh-huh. I know uh, from other, other brands, something like 60% of their beverages are these, you know, cold syrup, whipped cream drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, we kind of resisted that. Uh, we didn't have uh, like a Frappuccino, for example. 
Um, it was only in the last year that we introduced our take on it. Um, and we tried to do it a little bit differently by putting three different types of coffee in there. Um, and we called it the Trio Gino. And that very quickly became the best, uh, the second bestseller on, yeah, on wow. the menu. So there's there's definitely demand for, yeah. for sugary drinks. Um, another interesting thing is that alt, alt milk uh, is huge in other parts of the world. Here it's it's still still very small. It's I think less really? than one percent of our less than one percent of our beverages are are using alt milk, and and we don't even upcharge. Uh, or I mean, just for a long time we haven't upcharged. Uh, even we, soy, we like that. it's not a big it's not a big thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Is that because milk is so well revered in India? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, when people say India is a tea drinking culture, I, I I say really it's a milk drinking culture. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. A, 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 some people put tea, some people put coffee, some people put some yeah. just plain milk. Um, so I think it just hasn't, and there's not sort of that level of lactose intolerance and, right. and issues that, that are uh, more prevalent in other countries. And and I think because dairy is such a huge part of, of life here, people are happy to, to, you know, they're not looking for alternatives. Yeah, wow. So we've got one episode to go, and in this episode, we want to address a really important question that I never thought to ask before meeting you, Matt, and and that is why aren't any of the big coffee brands from producing countries? So, folks, join us in the next episode for the last uh, in the series because uh, this is definitely going to be – I don't know why we haven't asked this question before almost a thousand episodes and we've never asked this question before. So join us for this one, folks. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.